0: He's not the coach most of us expected, but Dan Quinn is headed to the Washington Commanders. Reactions to that and more on today's episode of Locked on Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to this episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast and you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider to join subtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. And from there, you can text me, I'll text you, we'll discuss things, you'll get analysis, insider information, a- exclusive episodes exclusive content one-on-one conversations with me via text message good join the locked on commanders insider program go to join subtext.com slash locked on commanders getting new members every week greatly appreciate all of you who are giving that a ride and i hope that you're uh, enjoying as much as i am i am david harrison credential member of the media covering the washington commanders for CommanderCountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. And I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, everydayers, I appreciate your continued support for the program. Today's show, brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, helps you h- find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. On today's episode, we are going to obviously discuss the Dan Quinn hiring, but we're going to also hear from some who have covered him at other locations and get their insight onto or into what Washington is really getting with Dan Quinn. But first, Dan Quinn is the new head coach of the Washington Commanders. And my thoughts on that are this. Here's here's the thing. So we've been talking about this coaching search for the entirety of the duration. We've had our power rankings. We've had my favorite list, our favorite list and Dan Quinn has never sat at the top, right? Initially, it was Ben Johnson, Mike McDonald, Raheem Morris, Bobby Sloak under the mix, Aaron Glenn, Anthony Weaver. As, as as recent of my last episode, Anthony Weaver was my favorite. I woke up Thursday with him being my favorite. And on Thursday, we find out that is Dan Quinn. But if you remember every day, I also told you, that none of the options were bad options. They were all good options. Now, they may not be your preferred option. They may not be my preferred option, certainly. But there were no bad options on the list. There were more good candidates than there were open jobs. So I think that's something that's definitely needed uh, to be be kept in mind. At the end of the day, man, Like, no matter how excited or how unexcited you might be or unmotivated you might be from the hire itself, what's going to really tell the story of this whole thing is not how everybody reacted to it on February 1st, but how everybody's reacting to what's happening in September of 2024, September of 2025, 2026, and so on, as long as Dan Quinn is the head coach of the Washington Commanders. Could it work out? Yeah, absolutely it could. Could it fall apart? Absolutely. But there are some things that we can take from Dan Quinn's history and try to kind of connect some dots on what we think Dan Quinn's process might be. Um so looking at who Dan Quinn is, uh, I've reached out to some players, I've reached out to some coaches, I've reached out to some media members. Uh, some of them have direct relations. Some of them have, you know know a guy who knows a guy. Some of them have covered him. Like there's, so there's a lot of layers here. So what I'm being told is he's a leader. And, and at the end of the day, if you go back to Adam Peters' uh, introductory press conference, he was asked uh, who, whether he was going to target an offensive head coach, a defensive head coach. And he said, we're targeting a leader. And you know, there's certain characteristics, there were certain things on their checklist that they had that they wanted, whoever the coach is going to be to fulfill. And no matter who the top target was, you know, if we if it's the guy that everybody on the outside presumed, which was Ben Johnson or Bobby Slowick or Mike McDonald, if the characteristics that they are looking for are consistent throughout the candidates that made the list of, you know, when they sat down and said, okay, who are we offering this job to? All of these candidates possess those characteristics. as long as they stay true to those within this process and didn't compromise what it is they're actually looking for and what it is they're actually looking to do, then right now, I think the the best way to look at it is they got a guy that fits those criteria, right? And, and obviously, none of us are inside the interview room, none of us are inside the meeting rooms or on the phone with Adam Peters or Josh Harris or any of the advisors or anything when they're having these discussions. So I can't tell you if they compromise any of those characteristics, but if we just take them at face value, which right now we have no reason to believe that anything they're telling us is untrue. In fact, I think from Josh Harris specifically, uh, everything that he's told us so far has been proven true. That could be proven true at this point. So I think he's, he's definitely earned the, the, objectivity, right? He's definitely earned the, the grace to, to give him that benefit of the doubt. So, you know, Dan Quinn is a leader man. men. That's what I'm being told. He's a players coach, meaning that he knows how to connect with these guys. He knows how to talk to them. He knows how to teach them. He knows how to communicate effectively across all the lines uh, from players to coaches. Uh, Assistance and all that stuff, but not such a player's coach that people are just going to walk all over him, do whatever they want, uh, and, and you know necessarily get away with it. And I'm being told by other media members he's a good interview. We're going to enjoy talking to him, and I think that if you enjoy talking to the person you're covering, that makes your job that makes your job uh, a little bit easier, more enjoyable, and hopefully that makes the content better for Commanders fans. So that's who he is. From the crux from from other people's reviews but now let's lean into the nitty-gritty right 49ers defensive line defensive quality control coach from 2001 to 2004 he was the dolphins defensive line coach in 05 and 06 new york jets defensive line coach in 07 08 seattle seahawks defensive coordinator defensive line coach assistant head coach combination of the three from 2009 to 2014 and then ultimately got hired to be the atlanta falcons head coach starting in 2015 lasted until 2020. He was a Super Bowl uh or he appeared in the Super Bowl in 2016. That was the 28-3 debacle to the New England Patriots. Uh, and then of course advanced the divisional round in 2017 before things ultimately kind of collapsed around him leading to his dismissal from the Atlanta Falcons after the 2020 season or during the 2020 NFL season. Became the, Cow- the Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator in 2021, which is where he was until this season and now coming over to the Washington Commanders to be their head coach. He's also known as a smart defensive mind. And if you look at some of what his units have produced in Dallas, specifically, uh, they're fifth in the NFL in scoring twice, seventh in the NFL in scoring in 2021. And the Dallas Cowboys are 28th in in scoring uh, defense in the, in the NFL the year before Quinn arrived. So a very, very uh, sharp and sudden increase in defensive uh, ability in Atlanta. His defense is ranked top 19 uh, in three years of the time that he was there. They were 23rd or worse three years of the time he was there, 27th in the year before they hired him, and they dropped to 29th the first year without him in Atlanta. So even for some of the struggles they had, things were definitely worse before and after uh, he left, got there and left uh, there in Atlanta. We look at Sports Info Solutions. Sports Info Solutions only goes back to 2018 for these team reports. So unfortunately, I can only give you from 2018 to 2023, but there's an interesting kind of evolution in the Dan Quinn defense that at least I found it interesting. Uh, doing my, kind of my first dive. This isn't even a deep dive. It's kind of a below the surface dive of what we might expect from Dan Quinn, specifically on the defensive side of things uh, with the Falcons in 2018. He used even fronts, mostly single high safety, mostly, mostly zone four man rushes, and he blitzed less than 20% of the time. And then we flipped to 2019 again, even fronts again, mostly single high safety looks again, mostly zone coverage, four man rushes throughout the the time. The four man rushes, mostly zone coverage. That's, that's, that's every single year. Uh, in his career as a single high safety, but even front usage in 2019, and a 22% blitz rate. So a little bit higher, but still uh, right around that 20% threshold. Then in 2020, we actually see the Atlanta Falcons defense shift using odd fronts more often. 35% of the time they were in a 3-3-5 look. So that's three down linemen, three linebackers, five defensive backs. And then 32% of the time they were in uh, even looks. So they shifted to more of an odd front defense. Um, again, single high, again, zone, again, four-man rushes. But then the blitz rate actually went up to 29%. And that is a significant 7% rise from his previous high with the Atlanta Falcons. So that's significant. Then you get to the Dallas Cowboys. And in 2021, he is again using odd fronts more than he's using even in fronts, using odd fronts 43% of the time, uh, overall three-man fronts rather, sorry, 43% of the time. Uh, he even used, while he's using even fronts, he used an even front two-down lineman look 20% of the time. So 43% of the time, you've got odd looks. 20% of the time, you got two down linemen. That's 63% of the time, you're in three or two down linemen uh, looks from Dan Campbell. Um, again, single high, again, four-man rushes, but 27% blitz usage. So again, that higher-end blitz rate uh, in the NFL. Two, uh, 2022, odd fronts again, and we see the blitz rate stick at 27%. And then 2023, the even fronts actually take the majority of the singular formation, so the 4 one six, was used 24% of the time. That look was used more than any other look by Dan Campbell's defense. But 4-1-6 by itself is actually very interesting. Um, But when you combine the odd front looks, 3-2-6 and 3-3-5, they were used 34% of the time. So still, odd fronts dominated Dan Quinn's defense, even though singularly, by the singular package, there was an even front package uh, up front, And then his blitz rate actually jumped to 29%. So definitely an increase in aggression from Dan Quinn over the years, you know, going back to his last year with Atlanta, and then his years with Dallas and an increase in odd front usage. Uh, and even some of his even looks are two down linemen looks and which are not your traditional four down linemen looks. So to me, this points to Washington getting a different Dan Quinn than we think we're getting. From the Atlanta Falcons, so I know the whole term "retread" and not wanting a retread head coach has been a topic of discussion. But clearly, there has been some evolution in his thought process in his coaching since he left Atlanta, even the last year he was in Atlanta. So that doesn't mean that we that what he's done in the past isn't necessarily valuable information. So we are going to talk to uh, some of my locked-on teammates, and we're going to find out uh, what Dallas and Atlanta think of this move. Coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little bit further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Classic exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. Also, the 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder, which has room for up to 8 An Expansive cargo capacity and advanced available 4x4 capability with 284 horsepower up to 6,000 pounds towing. When adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. So take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder or Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop (laughs) NissanUSA.com. So today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, first view today and every day. Every day dayers, come back on Monday. We got a mock draft Monday, but guess what? Now we got a little bit of scheme that we can look at. So we'll be taking a Dan Quinn defense specific looking mock draft Monday approach. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Locked On has also launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On. Plus our national shows covering every league. So go to locked on sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports, 24 seven streaming channel. We are now joined to continue this conversation about Dan Quinn, the new Washington commanders head coach joined now by Marcus Mosier of locked on Cowboys on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier, Marcus uh, first time we've talked since it happened. So congrats on the, uh, the NFC East division title. I I feel like we kind of have to go ahead and do that, but Dan Quinn headed to DC staying in the division. Look, Marcus, uh, Commanders fans. Most Commanders fans not going to be happy. So let's let tell let's tell the fans what it is they're really getting out of Dan Quinn here. Yeah, we'll go. We'll start with the positive first.
1: Uh, you're getting a leader of men. I mean. He was easily the most respected coach on the Cowboys coaching staff last year. The players love him. Uh, they're going to play hard for him, and they're going to play really fast. Uh, that's going to be a theme here with Dan Quinn is speed, speed, speed. Uh, yeah. But in terms of leading a locker room, leading a group of men to play every Sunday really, really hard, that's his. That's always been something he's been special at. Either Even when he was a defensive coordinator in Seattle, a head coach in Atlanta, and then down in Dallas, uh, they are gonna play very hard for Dan Quentin.
0: Yeah, no, that I mean, speed sounds good. Speed and aggression, that's kind of what I've wanted on this defense specifically, and just on this team. So I think hopefully Commanders fans are gonna are gonna kind of gravitate to that type of type of mentality. But I like to gauge hires from the losing side of these things, right? Like I always kind of look at it, and I've always looked at the Mike Tomlin example and when the Pittsburgh Steelers are rumored to maybe fire Mike Tomlin and do all these things. And I'm like, the Steelers need to understand and look out in the public eye and realize how quickly Mike Tomlin will be swooped up if you actually let him out the building to understand that's a really bad decision. So from the Cowboys side of things, how big of a loss now is coach Quinn to that side of this equation? It's a really complex question because
1: you look at how the Cowboys defense has been over the last three years with Dan Quinn, and they've Mm -hmm. been unbelievable leading the NFL in takeaways in each of the last three years. Uh, They've (laughs) they've had two cornerbacks that have had what nine and 11 interceptions and back-to-back seasons. He helped develop Micah Parsons. The defense is going to be very, very solid. Like I have got no doubt that it's going to be more uh, just more well-rounded than anything Washington's had over the last couple of years. The issue with Dan Quinn is he doesn't like to adapt a lot. So Mm -hmm. there's certain schemes and coaches out there that just have their way with Dan Quinn because they know exactly what he's going to run on any single play and against any sort of uh, personnel package. That's why you see the Matt LaFleurs, the Kyle Shanahan's, the Mike McDaniels. They just know how to abuse his scheme. And that's where it became a problem for the Cowboys because they've had no issue winning in the regular season. But when they get to the postseason and they face those type of offenses and those type of coaches, they get carved up. I don't know if it's going to be an improvement. I don't know who the Cowboys are going to hire. It might be a former Washington Commanders head coach running the defense in Dallas. Uh, so it's complex. Uh, I think the Cowboy fans are going to miss him, uh, but there's mm-hmm. a chance that it might be actually for the for the betterment of the team in the playoffs if they can find the right guy on that side of the ball.
0: Yeah, and I know that a lot of a lot of commanders fans who weren't supporters of this decision being made, potentially pointed to that Green Bay playoff loss as one of the prime reasons of why, you know, Dan Quinn maybe doesn't deserve that next shot at being a head coach again here in Washington. But he's coming and he's got to bring a coordinator with him from somewhere. Um, uh Marcus, one of my top. Targets for him to bring over as his defensive coordinator is Cowboys secondary defensive pass game coordinator, Joe Witt Jr. Hmm. I know he's got some history with Quinn. He worked with Quinn, obviously in Dallas, but also in Atlanta, but I also work with Mike McCarthy in Green Bay. What are your thoughts on the potential of Joe Witt Jr. Following Dan over to Washington?
1: Yeah, this one's going to be really interesting because the Cowboys really like Joe Witt as well. They have kind of been grooming him to take over once Dan Quinn leaves, but hmm. with the the uncertainty in Dallas right now with Mike uh, Mike McCarthy on the final year of his deal. There is a possibility that Joe Witt just says, hey, this Washington job is probably a little bit more stable. I know I'm going to get at least probably three years. Let me jump over with Dan coach in Washington rather than taking a lame duck job here with Dallas. But just to be clear, I think he's a very good coach. He's probably my number one priority for the Cowboys in terms of defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. Uh, so I expect a little bit of a bidding war
0: over the next couple of days. Great minds, Marcus, you and I are on the same page with Joe Way jr. And how that decision might get made uh, right there. I'm looking now at some Dallas Cowboys, unrestricted free agents that might be coming available here. And I've got three specific ones, two are on defense, ones on offense. One the one on offense might be a little bit more of a hot take than anything. Running back, Tony Pollard, pairing him with Brian Robinson jr. And that Dow, or that Washington commanders backfield, I think could be very electric. So I, I, I'm interested to hear your thoughts just on that idea, but also, Defensive end, Dante Fowler Jr., who, again, more of a role player in Dallas, but he has some time with Dan Quinn from previous stops as well. And then safety, J. Ron Curse, I think is probably my primary target. What do you think about those three options for Dan Quinn to take with him? I want to start with Dante Fowler because that's actually the mold of the edge rusher that you're going to be looking for in
1: Washington now. Uh, You're looking for guys that are over 250 pounds that run sub four six. And basically you can just. Circle those guys because that's all Dan Quinn has drafted and acquired since he took over in Dallas. So if you're not running in the four fives, Dan Quinn has mm-hmm. no interest in you. Uh So I actually think Fowler is a good guy to go out and target, not an every down defensive end anymore, but somebody who can give you a lot of pass rush reps, give you some speed on the outside. J. Ron Curse, I wouldn't be surprised if he's somebody who's brought over for more of a culture setter, setter a tone setter. Mm-hmm. I think his play really regressed this year. He, he's getting older. He's in his 30s now, Thirties now, and he's had a bunch of injuries, but somebody that can certainly contribute on special teams. And then Tony Pollard, Yeah, I mean, I thought Pollard looked so much better in the second half of the year. I don't think the Cowboys are going to have cap space to pay a running back. Uh, so mm-hmm. Tony Pollard, yeah, you pair him with Brian Robinson, that's a pretty
0: good uh, one-two punch in the backfield. And is there anybody on the offensive side of things, like looking at offensive coordinator candidates, is there anybody that you can look on the Dallas Cowboys staff that we should be paying attention to as a potential offensive coordinator candidate to come over with Dan, even though typically we look at him poaching from the defensive staff, but is there a name that comes to mind? Yeah, I'm going to just mention Brian
1: Schottenheimer. Now, he's the offensive coordinator in Dallas, but he doesn't call plays, and that's mm-hmm. interesting. They Obviously, Dan Quinn and Schottenheimer have some ties to the Seahawks when they were both there together, right. uh, coaching together in Dallas over the last couple of years. Would Schottenheimer leave the Cowboys to go somewhere else where he could call plays? Would the Cowboys even allow that? Would they block him? My guess is probably, yeah, I don't think they're going to let Brian Schottenheimer leave to go coach a division rival. But I would expect (laughs) Dan Quinn in Washington to at least put in a request uh, to to interview him and bring him in.
0: That would be that would be very interesting. And I'm glad you brought that. We actually talked about this on my mailbag episode this week on the coaching dynamic and everything. So lateral movements for for listeners out there. Just a reminder, lateral movements can be blocked. Promotions cannot. So definitely Jerry Jones could get in the way of that. Marcus, last question for you before I let you out of here. Division rivals, man. So I got to know. Scale of one to 10, one being this ain't no problem. 10 being, oh man, hold on to your shorts. Dan Quinn leading the Washington Commanders three years from now. How much of a threat are the Commanders now to the Dallas Cowboys thrown atop the NFC East? I think Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator, is like a 9 out of 10.
1: But yeah. as a head coach, like a 4 or a 5. Oh. Um, you look at his last couple of years in Atlanta when he didn't have Kyle Shanahan running the offense and things yeah. really fell apart. Um, I do, I do have my concerns about Dan Quinn the second time around, unless he just absolutely nails the coordinator spots. And we should give him credit. Like he went out and hired Kyle Shanahan when he was, he was with the Falcons. Oh. So obviously he knew what he was looking for. Then I think the coordinator hires are really going to be the deciding factor here because on its, on itself or by itself, I think it's just a average hire.
0: More talk, more reaction about the hiring of Dan Quinn by the Washington Commanders to be their next head coach. Coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question, and LinkedIn has the answer. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn. What's the one move that you can make to make your small business go to the next level in 2024 with LinkedIn jobs. They know that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. And that is why LinkedIn jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. But LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place for you to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy. In fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats, they might not have the time or the resources to hire. And thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and it's easy. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode is also brought to you by DoorDash. Why root for your team on an empty stomach? Order on DoorDash and save on football watch party favorites, basketball watch party favorites, baseball is about to start. Whatever watch party you're having, use DoorDash to order your pizza, wings, sodas, burgers, even just the buns. If you forgot the buns, but you got everything else, use DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing a second of the action. Score the best deals on groceries, restaurants, retail, and more. All of your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery are on the app so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. Get prepared before game day. Stock up on your favorite apps or order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash. Then just get ready to watch your favorite team win. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order after downloading the DoorDash app and using the code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Don't forget that code is LOCKED23 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms apply. today's episode of locked on commanders we're gonna hear now from aaron freeman of locked on falcons for more on new washington commanders coach dan quinn and as promised we are joined now by aaron freeman of the illustrious locked on falcons podcast aaron brother man i i was looking so much i was looking forward so much to seeing you down in mobile this year man and then i had to pull out last second unfortunately not able to go down there but i hope you're having a blast i hope the internet holds up for you while you're down there because we all know we rely on it to do a lot of our work but we are now here in Washington Commanderland, we're going to be relying on Dan Quinn to right the ship, right the wrongs. He's another retread. He's an older coach. He's he's reminding a lot of people of, of Ron Rivera, Aaron. So do you have something for us? Can you give us something to hold on to from your experience covering him with the Atlanta Falcons
2: to tell us why this could work for the commanders? Well, Basically what I can tell you where things went wrong for him in Atlanta were with his coordinator hires, right? He he did a good job obviously bringing Kyle Shanahan there initially. And that had their offense, you know, humming in that 2016 year all the way up until it wasn't humming in the fourth quarter of that one game that we don't talk about anymore. Uh, But thereafter his offensive coordinator hires got subsequently worse with Steve Sarkeesian and then with Dirk Cutter and the D coordinator Hires never really hit, right? He his first hire was Richard Smith. Dan Quinn wound up taking over play calling from Richard Smith about a year and a half. And so during that stretch one, when the Falcons were making their push to that game that we don't speak of in Atlanta, um, Dan Quinn was actually calling the defense. And then the following year he promoted Marquand Manuel and he did a pretty solid job, but then he moved off of Marquand Manuel and then took over the play calling duties and, and defense tanked. And then he gave them to current Falcons head coach, Raheem Morris, and then things sort of improved. So I think Dan Quinn is a capable coach But he really has to nail the coordinator hires because basically his success and failure in Atlanta is heavily linked to those things. And so if, you know, I I can't speak on what Ron Rivera did in that capacity. But if you're hoping for Dan Quinn, you're hoping that he nails those two hires.
0: Yeah, well, I'll tell you right now, Aaron, if you were to tell people that part of the reason Ron Rivera did not succeed in Washington is because of his coordinator hires, they would not argue with you. I can promise you uh, that much. So that certainly resonates. And I think when you look at the NFL landscape, right, how many coordinators are you? Where do, where do you hire head coaches from successful teams? And you take their coordinators, right? Because it shows there's a team effort here. So obviously those coordinators are going to play uh, a big role here. Something that was interesting to me, Aaron, w- when I was diving into Dan Quinn, and, and I, this is a shallow dive, haven't even gotten super deep in there, but you look at the Atlanta Falcons defense, for the most part during his tenure, even fronts, uh single high safety, mostly zone, even though it's it's kind of actually fairly close, 50-50 split between zone and man, but mostly zone for the most part. Four-man rushes, not a lot of blitzing until you get to 2020. Now, 2020, there's an interesting shift to an odd front defense, more so than anything. 35% three, three, five man usage, still single high, still zone man, kind of 50-50 split, four-man rushes, but a 29%. Uh, blitz rate, an increase in blitzing of almost seven to ten percent. Um, what do you? It's twenty twenty, so I don't know how much you really remember. Pull into the bank there, but but what do you think a, a change like that? Just just speaking from a general football knowledge, you're a smart football guy. When you see a coach go from so many even front looks, zone coverage, not a lot of blitzing, to suddenly using more odd fronts and then more blitzing, what do you what do you think that indicates in, in a coach's development?
2: Well, what's interesting about that twenty twenty season because the Falcons weren't really blitzing that much for the five games that Dan Quinn was a head coach. And once Raheem Morris took over as the interim coach, then they sort of just started dialing up the blitz because they could not get reliable pressure with their four-man rush. So that was really more of a Raheem Morris thing than it truly was a Dan Quinn thing. And right. what's funny about it is a lot of the changes that you've seen Dan Quinn do in Dallas, I felt like Raheem Morris did first here in Atlanta for those last 11 games of that season. And yep. that was kind of the issue with Dan Quinn where he was so – gung-ho on that sort of Seahawks style of defense and they kept trying to simplify, simplify because they weren't getting the results and so they were just like we're just going to play the most basic version of man or, or, or zone coverage we're not even going to match or anything it's just like you're going to cover your spot of the field and they just kept simplifying, simplify and it wasn't getting the results that Dan Quinn wanted and then when Raheem Moore sort of took over full time as the interim head coach then they started changing some of the things that he did you know playing more two high looks because the Falcons defense really under. Dan Quinn was basic, very basic. It was like first and second down, we're going to play cover three. Third down, we're going to go man up teams. And, mm-hmm. you know, that formula worked at times, but it wasn't necessarily a formula that was really giving defense's problem or offense's problems. It was just purely an execution-based defense. And so I, I applaud Dan Quinn for looking at his system and, and changing things in Dallas, yeah. but there was really no, you know, example of that happening while he was in Atlanta. That's
0: really interesting. And you know what? I, I'm going to pat the network on the background. This is why we do things the way that we do. And this is why we bring the Aaron Freeman's on here of Locked On Falcons, because that's that's huge insight. That is amazing insight, because you're right. I mean, I'm looking at the numbers right now, going to the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, Dan Quinn's defense going to the Dallas Cowboys has been odd fronts. It's something I just talked to my listeners and viewers about in my first segment is this, this interesting shift in schematics for Dan Quinn. And now we know, where it came from Raheem Morris, who is now the head coach of the NFL and the Atlanta Falcons. So both of the, I guess if you want to say the creator and the adopter of this style of defense, that Dan Quinn has been so successful with in Dallas, uh, Raheem Morris. So just, just more praise for Raheem. I, I love Raheem. My everyday know I love Raheem. So I'm super excited to see him get another opportunity. And yeah, you're right. Single, single high, uh, two high safety looks, you know, still more single high from Dan Quinn, but definitely more towards the median than, than it was in the four and uh, in, in the years before with the Atlanta Falcons before, like you said, Raheem Morris, making that influence so again it kind of shows you these red retread coaches they get a bad rap but development happens learning happens obviously dan quinn uh learned a little bit i'm very interested i'm going to ask him in his introductory press conference about this shift i'm very interested i want to hear his answer i wonder because coaches have egos man you know what i mean and and i wouldn't blame necessarily i don't expect him to be like raheem morris taught me everything i know about defense but that's really interesting so i love that aaron thank you for coming through man um, I mean, how how are you feeling? So, like I said, Raheem Morris, former head coach, of Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, I'm very familiar with him from that time. Um, how do you feel seeing Dan Quinn, former Falcons coach, get
2: another chance? I'm I'm happy for Dan Quinn uh, getting another opportunity. I wanted to see him get an opportunity. I know things didn't quite work out here in Atlanta uh, for some of the reasons we've already discussed. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy to get another to see him get another opportunity. I think Washington is a great opportunity for him. Obviously, he's sitting where they are, you know, with all the cap space, with the number two pick, you know, he should be able to, you know, check a lot of the boxes that you want to see checked for a team that's sort of, you know, kind of revamping in the ways that they are. So I think this is a great opportunity for him. The question is, of course, whether, you know, Commanders fans feel like this is a great opportunity for them with Dan Quinn, with the, the sort of retread, knowing what they are and feeling like, and I certainly understand why they may feel like. Didn't we just do this? You know, so that will be interesting to sort of see. But I think if he can sort of nail some of these coordinator hires, obviously that number two overall pick is, I think, going to be crucial uh, to their success moving forward. If they nail that, I think Commander's fans should be happy that Dan Quinn can have some level of success, at least a greater level of success than that team has achieved the last couple of years.
0: Absolutely. And Aaron, this isn't the last time you and I are going to talk about Dan Quinn because the commanders and Falcons play each other in 2024. So crossover Thursday coming up uh, before anybody knows that the NFL season never stops. Aaron, I appreciate you for coming through here, man. Appreciate it. Babe. All right. Again, big shout out to Marcus Mosier of Locked On Cowboys, Aaron Freeman, Locked On Falcons for coming through here. Big shout out to all of you for coming through here. Coming up on Monday, we're going to take a mock draft Monday look at Dan Quinn, his defense how much we can assume about his offense from history. So it's going to be a lot of fun. In the meantime, you got questions or comments, drop them in the YouTube comment section. Text me directly as a locked on commanders insider, go to join subtext.com slash locked on commanders. Get in on that fun. As always, thank you for making locked on commanders, your first listener, first view today and every day, every day or thanks for coming through on a regular basis. Like you do. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your routine. So we speak again. Please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.